Cash calves and feeder cattle traded strongly higher last week. U.S. beef exports shattered records. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents, Wes Ishmael. Hello, and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 15th of February, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Cattle markets were generally stronger last week, with fall-through support from the recent bullish cattle inventory report. Although profit-taking and volatile grain prices challenged cattle futures later in the week, cattle producers and traders appear to be extremely optimistic as it relates to cattle prices, says Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments. Last week, live prices were at $140 a hundredweight in the Southern Plains and Nebraska, and at $140 to $142 in the Western Corn Belt. Dress trade was at $224. The five-area direct-weighted average steer price last week was $0.72 cents higher than the previous week at $140.48 a hundredweight on a live basis. The average steer price in the beef was $2.25 higher at $2.2404. Week to week on Monday, live cattle futures closed an average of $0.65 cents higher from $0.32 cents to $1.10 higher except for a nickel lower in near April. According to Griffith, the strength in finished cattle prices is being supported by the leverage cattle feeders have gained since the beginning of the year and with market participants understanding the supply of cattle will be reduced relative to the previous few years. Griffith explains this expectation puts packers on notice as they compete for cattle and as new slaughter facilities are expected to come online. USDA's Economic Research Service increased the expected annual average five-area direct fed steer price for this year to $137.50 a hundredweight in the latest World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates. Prices are projected at $139 in the first quarter, $136 in the second quarter, $135 in the third quarter, and $140 in the fourth quarter. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at calfnews.net. You'll find everything from information about retained ownership and carbon credits to a look at the growing beef-dairy crossbred market, insights on climate change, and lots, lots more. Take a look. Steers and heifers sold 5 to $9 a hundredweight higher last week, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. That was with significantly heavier volume. 341,300 head traded at auction, direct, and via video internet, which was 113,800 head more than the previous week. The CME Feeder Cattle Index closed $3.02 higher week-to-week on Friday at $163.16. Demand continued to be good to very good nationwide, as there weren't any winter storms to disrupt the marketing flow of cattle, say AMS analysts. 
the explain the best demand was for the midweight to lighter weight cattle that would be suitable for grazing once grass arrives. In many Midwestern states, they say, many light five-weight steer calves eclipse $200 and eight-weight steers have moved past $160. Barring significant drought-spawned early feedlot placements or some other market disruption, feedlot inventories should be noticeably lower as this year continues, says Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University in his weekly market comments. In fact, Peel says the ratio of feedlot inventories to feeder cattle supplies, a measure of how intensively the feeder cattle supply is being used, was record low January 1st at 57.5%. Stated another way, Peel says, there are only 1.74 head of feeder cattle available to replace the cattle currently in feedlots. He explains feedlot inventories peaked in February last year on a monthly basis, but they peaked in June last year when considering the 12-month moving average of feedlot inventories, which allows month-to-month comparisons without seasonality. Recent month placements consisted mostly of lightweight cattle as feedlots sought to maintain inventories. According to Peel, feedlots have been borrowing against the future to hold feedlot inventories as high as possible to this point, and the ability to do that will decrease in the next few months. Volatile corn and soybean futures prices surged later last week, but feeder cattle futures closed an average of $0.68 cents higher week to week on Monday, from $0.12 cents to $1.85 higher, except for $0.50 cents lower in the back contract. Corn futures closed an average of $0.17.6 cents higher through the front six contracts week to week on Monday. Expectations for the season average corn price were unchanged in the WASDE at $5.45 a bushel. The question to answer is how expensive it's going to be to feed cattle this year, Griffith says. He points out animals can either be fed with purchase feed or with pasture and hay, which is dependent on fertilizer. It's clear purchase feed remains elevated near $270 a ton, while a unit of nitrogen is likely to cost a dollar, Griffith explains. He adds the failure to apply fertilizer will likely result in reduced hay and pasture yields. The decision becomes, he says, to purchase feed, purchase fertilizer, reduce the stocking rate, or overgraze. For cow-calf producers, Griffith says, current coal-cow prices may provide some of the solution. According to Griffith, this may be a good year for producers to market older cows, poor-temperament cows, and low-producing ones. He explains the salvage value and reduced pressure on pasture from marketing these animals may prove to be extremely valuable. Looking into the next few months, he says, calf and slaughter cow prices are expected to continue increasing, as will feeder cattle prices. While there's no way to know if prices will reach or exceed levels being predicted by the futures market, he adds that the futures market is offering some hedging opportunities for those who are interested. Wholesale beef prices continued to trend seasonally lower last week. Choice box beef cutout value was $5 lower week-to-week on Monday at $273.96 hundredweight. Select was $6.29 lower at $268.75. According to Griffith, the retail price of choice beef was just below $7.63 a pound in January, 
while the all-fresh retail price for beef was nearly $7.28 a pound. These are not record prices, he says, but the all-fresh beef price is nearly a dollar a pound higher than January of last year, while the choice beef price is a dollar and twenty-two cents a pound higher. Griffith notes inflation is one factor in high retail meat prices, but the most prominent factor, he says, is that retailers are paying large sums at the wholesale level to acquire beef and pork. He explains this means retailers are attempting to achieve a profitable margin, while the packing sector gained handsomely the past year to 18 months. He adds some of those profits are expected to be passed on to cow-calf producers during the next couple of years. U.S. beef exports shattered previous volume and value records last year, surpassing $10 billion for the first time, according to year-end data released by USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. December beef exports totaled 121,429 metric tons, up 1% from a year earlier, while value climbed 33% to $991.8 million, the third largest month on record. These results pushed 2021 volume to 1.44 million metric tons, up 15% from a year earlier and 7% above the previous record set in 2018. Export value soared to $10.58 billion, up 38% from 2020, and shattering the previous record by 27%. That record was also set in 2018. Beef export value per head of fed slaughter equated to a record $407.22 in 2021, up 35% from the previous year. According to Dan Hallstrom, U.S. MEF president, the beef export results are truly remarkable, especially considering the COVID-related obstacles in the global food service sector and all the supply side and logistical challenges faced by the U.S. industry. He explains our large Asian markets obviously accounted for much of the growth, but it really takes broad-based global demand to reach these impressive levels. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 15th of February, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.